What's up? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm an artist and the designer and the founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. And this is the Art Pays Me podcast. I love talking to creative people about their business, their successes, their challenges, and how they make the world a better place with their work. Let's get into it. Welcome to Our Pays Me. Today we have Rhea May. So Rhea, uh, to me, uh, you're a, a Halifax staple and go without introduction, but uh, for, for the listeners who might not know, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so I am uh, from Halifax. I guess I call myself a songwriter, <laughs> like a singer-songwriter, I guess. Um yeah, my story was I wrote songs sort of secretly for years and years and then would try to go to open mics around Halifax and would just sign up and then leave like a chicken out for a long time and then ended up going to community college and taking like some construction management courses and all the while writing songs and being like, oh God, what? how am I going to get over the stage fright? And then finally, I just, I got laid off from my, my real job. And I just was like, I had to look in the mirror and be like, it's literally now or never. And yeah. I just, from that point on, I never left an open mic after that. I took every, I got a job at the open mic place. I worked the door. I tried to open for everyone. And, um, ended up running into Classified, who's a huge hip hop artist, especially out East. And he produced an album for me that I released one song independently called Close Off and it got picked up nationally on radio. I got like a manager out of it, a label. And, and that was like six years ago. Really? Was that long ago? Yeah, it was six years ago now. I'm I still certain. like hear that in my head. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, it was definitely an important, a lucky, a lucky and important uh, year for me. Okay. Okay. For some reason, I, I, you, you, when it took off, I thought you had been like more around than then, than that, I suppose it's. I guess it depends on who you talk to. Cause if I'm do, like in Halifax, I had been releasing like folk music, singer, songwriter, acoustic music, for a while yeah. and definitely like I went from playing open mics to like playing to 20 people at the company house and then having to move my venue so I could get 200 people in and so I think it depends I get who I'm talking to if like Uh, people in people in Halifax would be like oh Rhea worked for years and years and years and then finally got her break but when I talk to people outside of the Maritimes the story is sort of like I was trying to get it together and the first time they ever heard of me was close off. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. So it kind of depends, but yeah, within Halifax, I mean, I definitely was playing every tiny bar around trying to get over the stage fright, trying to figure out who I was. I was playing like, like folk music with Amelia Curran and Rose cousins and these beautiful storytellers. And I was just like, I su- I would come off stage and be like, I suck compared to them. Like I can't, I need to be around people that do like pop music and show what I'm good at. Like, you know, like my voice isn't as like, I use my voice more in like a rhythmic way than just like singing. Like, I'm not going to win the singing contest. 
mm. and I'm not going to win the storytelling contest, but uh, like, I'm just good at like emoting. And I, anyway, I had to find my own sort of path and not, and not sort of try to take that road that every other sort of like white girl in their twenties was taking in Halifax at the time. Like I just didn't fit that box. It's, it's interesting because like, I, I think maybe that's why your music popped off in the way it did no no pun intended yeah. uh but like your your voice does kind of remind me of folk music in some way but if you explain it the way you did then you and you put it in a pop um like setting mm -hmm. it makes it unique yeah, yeah that's interesting yeah i i can't even, i don't even know i think no one has perspective of what their own voice really sounds like to right. other people but yeah, that's uh, that makes sense. I hear people say it's like bluesy or yeah, yeah folksy. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like obsessed with classified or like even remember when that song um, came out like One Republic and Timberland? Yeah, like, yeah, apologize. yeah. Apologize. Like when that when I heard that, I remember being in my driveway, being like, "Oh shit!" Like a singer songwriter with like eight oh eights underneath it, and for some reason it's hilarious now because that's what everyone does. But I was like oh my god like so yeah i feel like depending on what your what kind of music you listen to i guess i would feel like i have elements of some things and mm -hmm. mix them in a weird way with other things yeah so what what do you listen to i listen to it's such a weird mix like i love like growing up i loved what my parents like so like the beatles Sam Cooke, Tracy Chapman, um, Jackson Brown. But then I started listening to pop music and like the pop side of hip hop music. Like, you know, anytime there's like rap, but like a really poppy chorus, like yeah, you yeah. Know, early 2000 stuff. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> I wanted to be in that world. I remember telling my younger brother, I was like, oh no, I just, I think all I want to do is collaborate with like rappers and sing the chorus. And he was like, you want to be a rap girl? Cause like, I always looked like this. Like I just wear hoodies. He's like, you want to be that? Like, cause all I, all we saw back in the day was like half naked women right. like in a video dance. Like clearly I was not going to do that, but I just didn't, I didn't really have a, I didn't have someone in mind that I wanted to be like, I sort of had to yeah. carve my own way in that way, but yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's cool because it ends up making you be a little bit more creative. And the fact that there is no other model for you makes you stand out, which I don't know, when you're younger, you're kind of always like, how can I fit in and how can I, you know, but it's actually like my first name is Vera, for instance, not actually Dwayne. And I used to okay. hate it. And I was, now I'm kind of like, man, I wish I just rolled with it and just, that's my name. Right? Yeah it's hard yeah like humans want to fit in like that's like a yeah. natural we want to fit in but a lot of times we don't know how powerful it is to stand out it takes mm -hmm. yeah it takes time to to realize that yeah. yeah so you grew up in halifax and like did you have any formal training as a musician no i grew up yeah i grew up in halifax i took like guitar lessons at long and mcquade <laughs> oh yeah and i did like their song uh, rock camp yeah. in the summer and that was like looking back now I see that my dad put me in that to get me out of the house like I was just I was like I wasn't unpopular like I had friends but I much preferred staying 
like just listening to music and being alone. Yeah. And I was playing guitar a lot. My dad put me in this camp and one of the instructors in the camp, uh, Pat Riley, he forced me to sing because he found out that I wrote songs, but I wouldn't show. I was like, I write songs, but I don't want to show anybody. And he forced the, the band that I was put into in this camp to play one of my songs and really kind of pushed me, which is so important. Like, I don't know if he didn't push me, if I would have shown anybody. Like I was just mm. at that crucial age where like, it just meant a lot. And it's so, it's so crazy thinking back now, like how much you can affect like a kid's life by mm -hmm. just showing them a little bit of like attention or being like, wow, you're really good at this thing because I just clung to it. Like it, yeah, going through high school and stuff, like just being different. Like I always felt like I was different, but in the back of my mind, I had this confidence that like I could write songs. So like it mm -hmm. kind of helped me just be like, oh, these people are making fun of you, but fuck it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. they, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> you know what? I, I feel like you and me, uh, um, we're speaking that same language. Yeah. I, so, you know, though, I always feel like I, I don't know if I like this about me, but I almost feel like there's this chip on my shoulder that I, I owe to who I am today because I was always like, yeah, I'm a little weird, but one day you motherfuckers are gonna see yeah <laughs> it's i feel like that's important and that's like i didn't i will say i haven't watched the kanye doc yet yeah but that's what everyone's saying is like his mom instilled so much confidence in him that like you sort of need that that confidence to yeah to like overcome like things like that in your life when people even if it's not bullying but just like not fitting in or feeling like you're a bit weird or something like mm -hmm. you need that you need that one adult that's been in your ear when you were younger being like no you're great you're great and you know yeah. when kids don't get that they don't have that thing i guess that me and you have <laughs> yeah no like I, I actually that's one thing i've always been sort of jealous of kanye about is that the ultimate um belief and Confidence. just being like yeah i'm an artist and i'm dope and you should like it yeah. <laughs> and uh, and and yeah i i've but you know mine yeah mine was it always presented itself more like i i believe that internally but externally i'm kind of like quiet about it more because you don't want to be like that's everyone's biggest fear is that you're like delusional or you like tell everyone like oh i'm gonna make it and then you don't and you're like yeah. then i have to like just tell them that i didn't yeah. that's like yeah this that's like I definitely get that for sure. Yeah. I relate to that. So, um, how how have you found uh, like adjusting musically during this sort of downtime with pandemic times and all of that kind of stuff? Um, I wasn't. I thought when everything shut down that I would be really productive. I was like, I'm gonna put out an acoustic album, a dance album, like. And then I just couldn't do anything. I got like super depressed <laughs> and like, it was not good. Like I thought I would be productive. And I actually, the big thing I learned was like my self-esteem is tied to being productive. And it was very obvious then like I wasn't creating, then I felt worse about myself. And then I really wasn't creating. Mm. Um, and yeah, so it was a bit, it was, it was a struggle. I wrote a lot of songs and I kept thinking I had like an EP and then I would be like, no, this is awful. And I'd start again. And um, yeah, the EP that I just released is just pandemic songs. Oh. It was the, basically the, the ones that I, I, I hated about 50 songs and I liked these ones. So okay. it was like, yeah, but it was like, that, 
it, it was rough for me. Like, I don't know how productive you were in the last couple of years, but it was not good for me. Like 2019. So I'm more in the fashion and visual arts slash design world. And 2018, I had my first solo fashion show and art show. And I was feeling like, yo, it's about to be, you know, I'm about to take the city by storm. Yeah. 2019 came and I was like, uh, you know, maybe this is the year I build. So I'm building, I'm building. And then pandemic hits. And I was like, damn. Like, yeah, my whole mental state just sunk right underneath the floor. And all this productivity yeah. that I was hoping to have, it's just like, nope, it was gone. Uh, I'm, I'm on the other side of it now, but yeah. <laughs> damn. <sighs> I really... Yeah. It's, uh, it was rough. And then there's always like the few people that really did excel. Like I'd, you know, you follow a couple people online that are like, Oh, I wrote three books and put out an album and did this. Yeah. And then you're just like, Oh God, like it was okay when I felt like the whole world was stopping. And then when I realized some people were really getting ahead, it was, um, yeah, it was really tough. I don't think I realized how, maybe how much, I don't know if it's like comparing myself to other people, but Definitely, if I'm not being productive, I feel like I'm failing and my career is over. That is for sure what I feel. Yeah. So, but I'm glad you're on the other side of it. I feel getting this EP out for me and we just did a big, um, we played the expo in Dubai about three weeks ago. Or... Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So we went over there and did six shows. Um, I'd never been to the Middle East before and it just, everything sort of came back. Like I felt like it was 2019 again in a lot nice. of ways and so i'm sort of riding that high still and um hopefully i don't yeah i hope things don't close down again and everything yeah. like i'll be thinking of yeah i'm like oh, i'm gonna go back to school and be a lawyer or something <laughs> i, w- I want to talk about the ep but um the dubai thing is tripping me oh so I, a few of my friends are in dubai right now and uh oh. like what is it like it just to me it seems like a like another planet over there yeah i didn't know what to expect i've always wanted to go to dubai i didn't know i don't think it's a place i would have just traveled because i don't i didn't know how safe it was like for me to go over like i just um so this i definitely jumped at this opportunity it's hard for me to separate it from the world expo i had never been to an expo either okay and it was so international like, I always think of Berlin as being very international. When I go there, I'm like, oh, God, there's like everyone has a different accent. But mm-hmm. this was like everyone was from different country and had their traditional way of dressing. Yeah. So including like you'd have like an American woman in like a bikini top. No one's staring <laughs> at her. You'd have like right. a guy from Dubai in the long white robe. No one's staring yeah. at him. A woman from India. Like so international that I felt like I was like, oh, this is like the year 3000. Wow. Like it felt really, it was cool. They're very strict about COVID. Like you had to wear your mask outside, even if it was like 30 degrees in the desert. Interesting. Um, but it's a cool, it's, it's like the, people say this about like in Texas, Texas is super like conservative, but then like Austin is like so liberal because of it. Right. And I think Dubai is the equivalent in the uh, middle. That makes East. sense. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people a lot of people go there if they don't want to be in the sort of like extra religious parts of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I found it to be just really international, really fun, like really impressive, like 
buildings like i took construction mm -hmm. management so i always sort of uh, see like architecture and things like that it was it was cool like i i wish that it was more accessible for everyone to like i wish i could go back now for like two weeks and just vacation yeah um, but i loved it like if you ever get a chance to go i would absolutely go <laughs> yeah those are the things like the just the pictures look always look amazing from from what i could see and just it seems like so interesting a place yeah we did like sandboarding too like <laughs> no like i used i used to snowboard and it's nothing like snowboarding but it's they said it was more like surfing which i've never done but huh. yeah they just drove us out to the middle of these dunes and just were like go you can go forever because the sand will eventually stop you and it, it's cool it's like yeah like a different planet <laughs> wow yeah cool so so the ep it's called therapy yeah. uh and like you you mentioned going through a hard time during this pandemic period like it would you say that the, the music making was therapy for you is that what, what that is or? yeah i think that's i definitely think that's why i chose the title among like it's it's also the name of one of the songs on there so it was a bit easy in that way but yeah i felt like getting this ep out was therapy and it was mm therapeutic in the sense that I was just really stuck and really not myself for a, yeah. a good a good 18 months of the pandemic yeah and um yeah it just felt like a a sort of positive spin on that almost like the cp's therapy and now I feel better it was mm -hmm. um yeah and one of the tracks are sort of single off of the ep is called the old me and it was I moved from Toronto back to Halifax mid pandemic. I'd been oh. in Toronto for like five years. Oh, okay. And I came back to Halifax and there's so many wonderful things about it, but I was running into like all these people from my past that I don't keep in touch with. <laughs> like the ones that are like, Oh yeah, I, I forgot about this guy. And then you like walk away and you're like, why do I feel like crap? Like I forgot that this person makes me feel awful and I can't pinpoint it or like, Oh, this your ex or your anything, you know? Hmm. And Halifax is so small, you just see everybody. So I just had this, I came back and I was telling my friend, my co-writer, Bria, um, just about all these feelings that were coming up. And so we wrote this song called The Old Me, which is like, you remind me of the old me and it's not a good thing, sort of thing. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, and that was therapeutic to just sort of belt that out. And that was, I thought the EP was done and then we did this. And I was like, okay, get this out. This is... This is my pandemic experience. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say that's my favorite song off the EP. Uh, part, I, I, I like it, but then also it, it sort of reminds me of my story in a sense because I'm from Bermuda and mm -hmm. sometimes I go back and I'm just like, like I get those flashbacks too, and it's yeah. like as much as I miss it, there are certain things that I'm like happy to be away from but then other things that i'm i'm still missing to this day that i wish i could reconnect with so it's like that constant like yeah it's like you can't get the best of both worlds almost it's like right. you're either gonna get people that really know you and you're gonna feel connected or you're gonna get yeah or th that that comes with the baggage of people knowing you at your worst moments or going you're going through this growth or you don't want to be reminded of that your old self yeah it's like it's funny too, because when you have a big move like that, you do leave, like you can leave behind a lot of your baggage and you yep. think that it's gone. And you're like, 
Because like there's that saying, wherever you go, there you are. But when you move, like not all of you comes. <laughs> all your no. like your bad memories can stay in the city that you're from. So yeah, it's definitely hard going um, just facing that sometimes. But sometimes that is depending on how depending on the situation. I think sometimes that's therapeutic to like confront something and be like, okay, that's not me anymore. Like I'm not scared of this confrontation or I'm not awkward around this person anymore. Um, yeah it's hard yeah for sure because it's like well for me anyway it's like those old high school people that like they knew me as the weird awkward kid and I thought I came to Halifax and and shed that skin and and became somebody else then I go back and I'm like oh they know they see right through it but then you talk to them and then you realize that's it's cool it's actually you know evolved as well so yeah it's just a mind it's like your own mental gymnastics that's what i was saying it's like mental gymnastics to get over it because yeah that's especially like with creative people like we're almost always not the popular people in high school because we're so like we're thinking of other things our our goal is not to fit in our goal is to like find ourselves usually and we're just usually on a i always think we're just later like a later blooming people for sure and yeah and then it's funny because then when when you work in the arts people perceive you as really outgoing and confident successful and it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to put on that outfit and then turn around and see your high school friends. You're like, oh, shit, I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah. know, they know the they truth. Know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what, uh, what um, other songs would you say kind of like encapsulate how you're feeling these days? There's the, I guess the title track on that EP it's called therapy and I wrote it with Jocelyn Alice, who's mm. a lot of people know her song jackpot. It was big. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's like six years ago. She's, she's a, she was a great um, pop writer in LA for years. And we just became friends seeing each other at radio stations when I had clothes off out and she had jackpot and she came up with this hook idea after us talking about how we, we never want to get a crush. Like some people get excited when they get a crush on someone and we both dread it. And we're like, oh no, that feeling. Oh God, no, 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 get me out of here. And it was like, yeah, this lot, like we said, like you'd need 10 years of therapy if, if this crush progresses and which was kind of like tongue in cheek. It's kind of a little bit sarcastic, but it was stemming from just us both as young people not wanting to get crushes on people. It was too, too painful. And so I think that's one of my favorites. And I just like having her voice on that too. She's very, she's just a really crazy, cool singer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and, and the song Swoon on the album I wrote with her as well. And that, that one's kind of more um, stealing a page from her book because a lot of her music is very dancey. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having her on Swoon allowed me to sort of dip into that dance world without, you know, but I can also dip out. <laughs> right, 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 right. So yeah. why... Why fear of the crush? Is it because you're like, what if they don't like me back sort of thing? Yeah, I think it's just getting so consumed with it. Like, I would get a lot of crushes when I was a kid, but I would never act, do anything about it. I was so shy. And it would just consume me. Like, I'd be like, uh, you know, are they going to be here? Am I going to see them? Like, it would just took so much of my energy that by the time I got to like my twenties, I was like, I just don't want to waste another 18 months thinking about someone, uh-huh. you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's just a, 
Whereas I think most people have a crush and they're like, oh, yes, I have a crush. I'm excited to go to math class now. Yeah. I was just always like, ah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. I was excited, but I would also be too scared to actually do anything about it, too. So yeah. it was kind of a weird thing and just watch somebody else swoop in and, and take them. Yeah, and I guess that's the part that I don't like. like it's like the, those are the negatives that I, I know are going to happen. I know I'm not going to say anything. Someone else is going to get them. I'm going to yeah. trip and fall in front of them. I'm, you know, like they're going to yeah. think I'm cool for a month and then not cool for every month after that. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, um, being like from Nova Scotia and, and then going to Toronto, how did that? transition feel like for you hmm i let me think the, i did a stop in the middle where i i moved to montreal when i got my record deal yeah and montreal was like the first pop stations to really add my song and like put it on high rotation like a million times a day yeah so I really got to be in a city that it felt like I was successful there, but no one knew me as okay. opposed to trying to be successful in Halifax and everyone saw me not getting successful mm. for, you know, for like a long time. It just felt like years and years of people being like, oh, Rhea does music, but you know, it just wasn't happening. Right. So for me, I was able to walk into this city where I would literally go out. I love going to bars alone. I would go to a bar, sit at the bar, have a glass of wine, Oh, you're VMA. Oh, like people are recognizing wow. me. My song's playing. I, you know, dr drag queen. Th there's a big famous like strip of like drag bars down in, in Montreal. And like the drag queens are performing my song. <laughs> like just like, so for That's me, it cool. was just, it was almost like I was dreaming. Right. And it, it gave me this confidence that I was just talking about this with another artist. Like you need, there's a certain amount of confidence you need. And I, I signed with this manager who said that right away. He's like, you need to build your confidence. The next few years needs to be like, you need to come into your own and build the confidence because without it, you can't, you can't create from a place where you're like, uh, should I, is this too weird? It's like, it's important to like, so I think Montreal gave me this confidence where like, oh my God, they like my music. It's a cool city. Like I tricked them. They think I'm fitting in here. <laughs> and so for me, it was like, I felt great. And then I really just moved to Toronto because I was there. It seemed like I was flying in every week at one point. Mm. It was like, by the time I think Ooh Love or another one of my songs was on radio, I started having more like international dates and always flying through Toronto. Mm. And I was like, oh, I thought I was saving money living in cheap Montreal. But when you add up the flights and the hotels, I was losing a ton of money not being in Toronto. And I think that's a common reason why people end up there. Mm. It's just like, it's expensive, but it's cheaper to live there than keep flying in. Right. Yeah. So like, that was it. Yeah. And then, yeah. Then I fell in love with it, but it took, it wasn't like an immediate love mm. for me at first. Cause it's weird coming from a small place and going to a big city. Like uh, what's, how big is the city that you're from? Uh, so the entire island is about 65,000 people and 21 square miles. So this, there's this <laughs> idea of a city is a little big <laughs> in Bermuda. <laughs> right. So like Halifax is like a bigger city for you. For sure. It's yeah. but like, it's interesting because so Halifax is technically a bigger city for me, but 
Bermudians tend to travel a lot so hence the, the guys I know in Dubai right now so like right. I had been to New York I had been to Toronto I've been to a bunch of big cities before moving right. here so my perception of a city was different and I was Got like it. oh this is a small city compared to what yeah. I understand to be a city right so, so I've got this weird mix of a yeah and if you travel a lot you probably Nova Scotia is a place where people don't necessarily travel a lot internationally mm -hmm. so then you also yeah it's like you're coming to a city that's bigger in some ways but people have less of an understanding of what it's like outside of the country absolutely yeah yeah, well, yeah. yeah so like the, the culture cultural knowledge that I was bringing and and having interactions with with people it was kind of like oh they're in a bigger city than from where I'm from but in a lot of ways I feel like more of a big city person than they do. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Uh, but what's um, what's the difference between an EP and an album? Why why is this? Because I was thinking it was an album all this time. Yeah, honestly, I feel like I'm just ma I make a lot of these like six to eight song albums, but they just call them EPs if they're not like because. LP is like a long play, so it's like 10 songs or something, okay. or or 45, I forget, maybe it's like a certain amount of minutes. Yeah. To me, I'm just like, I release these little albums, but I guess they're technically called EPs, so. Okay. We'll call it a little Got album, you. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And then the other thing I was wondering too is, so going back to the location thing, mm -hmm. so you move back here, do you find that, uh, so, okay, so this is where I'm thinking. In, mm -hmm. in my mind, there's always like, you need to go to these bigger cultural hubs in order to sort of make it. Uh, has it changed now that the internet has become what mm -hmm. it is? Um, is sort of like the entire East Coast, you know, considered maybe instead of thinking of it in terms of Toronto, maybe like the entire East Coast is your, your market. Right. versus just Halifax yeah it's so it's weird like I felt like I guess with the pandemic I feel more and more like you can kind of be anywhere okay especially I don't know I always think of this because sometimes I'll get brought into like a high school or a music class or like a college music class and people are always like do you need to leave to make it and I always <laughs> thought of it as like like if someone from here was like, um, like cricket, like I want to be a, a professional cricket player. Do I have to leave? I'd be like, right. well, there's no cricket teams here yeah. and there's no way anyone to practice with. So I would suggest going to where there's a league. Yeah. So like, I always felt like that about music, like the people that are, that I see be really successful whoa, and that can live here. My whole computer just fell down. Um, <laughs> are someone like classified or like Corey from neon dreams who are, yeah producing on their own like I don't produce my own music like I produce it to a point on logic um, to get the idea across but I need to get in studio with other people and be inspired by them like I usually finish most of my songs in studio as we're like mid song okay so for me it was really beneficial to be around the people that were doing it on a level that I wanted to but since the pandemic like all these sessions are now on zoom 
and there's like TikTok and so I don't know. I don't even know if that was your question or if I'm just rambling, but like I feel like for me, like we're going to Australia next week for three months mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel like anything's changing on my end because I'm just going to be writing music, doing Zoom, Zooms with people and yeah. then I'll have to wake up in the middle of the night to do some of them, but yeah. that's the only the only difference. So. I think yeah, that, that that actually was my question because I guess it was I went in a roundabout way of asking like yeah do you need to move in order to be successful uh, yeah it just depends like I feel like someone from Halifax never left but they were like on TikTok like like a musician posting TikToks like four times a day whatever you're supposed to yeah like you wouldn't need to move anywhere Unless right. like the artist in you was inspired by like, I don't like being stagnant and I get really bored in the same place after a while. Mm -hmm. So for me, it would be beneficial to move around, but I don't know. It's hard to know. What do you think in your, like in like fashion and, and stuff like that? Do you need to be in a bigger city? I've been kind of torn. So, I mean, at this point, I feel like I'm just too old to, to pack it in. But uh, uh, in theory, I used to think that, yes, I, I need to be in a bigger city, especially like the nature of the type of work that I do as an artist and mm -hmm. even as a designer. It's, it's a bit uh, more edgy than what you might see in the typical gallery here or right. you might see the typical person wearing or whatever the case may be. But right. um so that that's always made me wonder, like, do I need to go to a bigger city? Uh, but at the same time, like you said, because of the uh, accessibility of things online, it just it doesn't seem like it's necessarily relevant anymore. Yeah. Um, I just have to find my people that are here and they yeah. exist. Yeah, and I think the only difference is like in Halifax, if you went out for a drink alone at some mm -hmm. cool bar and you could run into, you know, name some Halifax musicians that maybe you want your clothes on. Yeah. But those same people, the equivalent in Toronto are going to be on a bigger level. Like right. you could go into the warehouse and see the weekend and his whole crew. And then maybe mm -hmm. you're talking to one of the people on the outskirts and the next thing you know, you're with the crew for the next bar where like the weekend's not going to be in Halifax. Yeah, you know, like this, and like it's like it, from Halifax. Sometimes I found when I was starting, it was like to get to like I remember always trying to get with Serena Ryder. Like I just wanted to write with Serena Ryder, and it felt like I had to like find her manager, email them, prove to them that I was. Whereas like in Toronto, everyone hangs out at the same three bars in the West End. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, there's Serena. Oh, there's her again. Oh, I'm gonna go talk to her right now. Oh, we're friends now. Like it's just right. So in that way, I can see why. You know, it just depends on, but if you're someone that's not going to go and talk to people in person and you're good at socials, then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think ways. that right there. And I forgot to bring that up. That is the thing that I always wondered about because, okay, for instance, like I'm a, I'm a nerd in terms of like study, like seeing how different people got to success. So mm. often when I find out how a certain designer got a Nike collab or whatever, and it was just like that, it was just, they just happened to be in the same place with someone who knew somebody or was friends with somebody and it's like oh yeah you want to blah, blah blah yeah work on this and 
I can introduce you to so-and-so. And it's like, oh, really? Yeah, cool. And it wasn't like because they sent in some incredible portfolio. It's not to say that they weren't yeah. good designers. It's just that's your first in. And people want to work with people that they like. Uh, and Yeah, 100%. <laughs> even, even for me, like, I remember I wanted a, a bass player in my band. And I've met this guy who turned out to be an incredible bass player, but I hadn't seen him play. I just met him at this mm -hmm. festival and I called him up and I was like, can you come play in my band? And he was like, yeah, you haven't seen me play though. I was <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's like, we get along well, like you're really smiley, you look cool. And I knew that he had a degree. So I'm like, he has to be good at bass if he has a degree. Right. And it turned out great. He still plays with me. Like he's been around the world with me. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a thing of like, even, do you know Cam Smith from Halifax? I know of, but I never met Cam. Because he had, has this relationship with Kanye now because he was, Cam's pretty fashionable when he wants to be. And I think Kanye like saw him in the airport and was like, nice shoes or something. And really? he said, like, he said, what do you, and then Kanye was like, what do you think of my shoes or my outfit? And Cam was like, uh, it's okay. And I'm not sure. He was just honest. He, I think yeah. this is the story. Like he was like, uh, you know, I'm not sure about the pants. And he goes, well, what, what are you guys doing? Come, come over this way. And he like just kept talking to them. And then all of a sudden him and um, White Trash Tyler. Yeah. Is that how they got? That's how they met Kanye? Yeah. Like that's, this is, I'm, you should interview Cam, but he, I ran into him on an airplane and he told me the story. So it's something like okay. that. I might be that's like crazy. changing the details, but, and so, yeah, that wouldn't happen. Kanye wouldn't come to the Halifax airport. Maybe, you know, this is from them putting the effort in to live in LA. They slept on couches. They met everybody. Uh -huh. So in that way, it is, I can't take away how important that is, even though yeah. the internet, some people have the story like, oh, I'm from New Glasgow and I, you know, blew up on the internet. So mm -hmm. there's yeah. no, there's no wrong way, but I don't know. I, I kind of wish I moved to Toronto earlier. That, but yeah, that, that's, that's where my, my mind is. It's like, I do see the benefit. Like if I was, you know, 20 and I, I, I did actually like try to do it, I guess, or consider mm -hmm. it, but like, I just turned 41 and I got a wife and kids and everything. I was just like, I'm not packing. You look stuff. young. You look so young. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> but that's still young for, I, I don't know that our generation is going to be as hung up about age. Like, I feel like. No, you're right we sort of come up and we're like, oh, if you didn't make it by the time you're 25, then you're old. And then you yeah. are like, oh, fuck, but everyone's getting their first breaks at 30. And you're like, mm -hmm. oh, wait, this guy's 35. I feel like our generation sort of it, like millennials are sort of always going to be relevant, at least to us. Yes. Which is a, and we're a huge group of people. Yep. So, it's true. Yeah. Because like, you know, Kanye's in his 40s. Uh, what? Jay-Z's probably what, 50 at this point. Like a I lot of people so. are still doing interesting things well into older ages so that's inspiring and encouraging yeah. for, for me when i feel washed <laughs> washed up uh, yeah i think that's just mental gymnastics too like that yeah. stuff you know like the comparing <laughs> like oh god they're 27 fuck yeah. i know i know i'm i try not to be so salty about it but like you know but that that sort of thing though i actually love it because it it motivates me to say okay like you still got more work to do. You can, mm -hmm. you can, you got something you could do. And this yeah. person was able to do it. You can do it. And like yeah. you said, 
get it past the age thing. Uh, but yeah, hundred percent. I think that, and that's, there's always going to be someone that like does it. It's like the, what's that saying? Like the past doesn't determine the future, like so cheesy, but it's like, True. maybe you didn't see a bunch of people that, you know, first time authors who are 50, but then a few of them come out like JK Rowling or whatever, or like, I don't know why I randomly said her name, but like people that make it a little bit later in life, like after they have kids and their kids are a bit older. And yeah, I don't know. Sometimes that's more exciting too, because then all the people that are at home struggling about their age are like, Oh fuck, this guy did it. Like, it's like inspiration for them. Mm -hmm. sort of. But Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So do you have time for fun or are you like obsessively working all the time? Hmm. I feel like I have time for fun. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like, I used to spend a lot of time like going out. Even when I first got a record deal, like I used to go drinking a lot and like waste, I thought waste a lot of time. Um, and I don't drink that much anymore. So I feel like I'm less fun in that way, but I don't know. I think I've been a little bit consumed with music for the last six or seven years, maybe mm. more. And I think I do want to get in Dubai. We played basketball. I used to play basketball Oh, nice! and my drummer is like really good at basketball. Um, and so after one of our sets, they had a huge like outdoor sports situation, like basketball, tennis, volleyball, fitness, just everything for free for everyone at the expo. And, I went and started playing basketball with everyone and I was like, oh my God, I can't play. Like I thought I could still, I was like, all right, here we go. And then like, <laughs> it felt like I was drunk and like on ice. Um, so I think I actually want to focus a bit more on just doing things for fun and not being productive with it. But mm. yeah, that's been, yeah, my I have thing been too. a bit. Yeah. Like you, cause you've been really focused and like, you can't just have fun sort of thing or take time off um, i mean yeah like sort of it's like or feeling guilty feeling guilty for yeah for not like hustling in every moment of the day yeah it's hard because then it's like if you feel that your whole life this is what i've been thinking lately like do i want my whole life to be striving for something which is like not living in the present and then when i take time off beating myself up like, I, I don't want that. I think that would be a major regret if I looked back and was like, wow, I my whole life I was stressing out that I wasn't successful enough. Yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah. And even like, I, that that is what I'm working on now. Like, that mindset mixed with like trying to find, making sure I have an identity outside of music. So that if this pandemic does go on forever, which it's not going to, but if everything shut down for another few years and I needed to sort of reinvent and be like a real estate agent or whatever, you know, like I don't, I don't want that to kill me. Like I, I don't want my self-esteem to be so tied to this that I'm too embarrassed to take a real job. Like I feel like that would be a failure. Like I feel like the people I look up to are like musicians who are like, it's too hard. I'm not enjoying it. And I'm working at a restaurant now. I'm always mm -hmm. like, fuck, you're brave. Like that's, I like that. Like I, I want to get a bit more, I don't want to be someone that's hanging on to the career just cause I'm too scared not to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really trying to like think of the next few years and make sure I'm having fun. Like 
it's so hard to do it's like if you're choosing something for passion and and to have fun it has to be fun and you have for to be sure. passionate you can't be like because we all know those people that are you know they're not happy because of their passion project <laughs> it's like that it just doesn't make sense and i've been one of those people mm-hmm. but it's so i think that's going to be my next couple years is making sure that i'm having fun like I don't want to just keep releasing something and hoping it does better than the last time. Like I want to release something and do something I've never done before. Like um, I want to do a solo tour next time with no, no one else on stage, mm. still do tracks, still do lights, still do a big show, but just do something that scares me and not because I think it's going to make me more successful, but just because I want to enjoy it and enjoy yeah. the process. So it's hard though. It's hard. Yeah. You have to be hard on yourself to be successful. So it's hard to turn it off. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, isn't that like such a mind fuck? Like yeah. <laughs> I tell people all the time not to beat themselves up, but in reality, like beating myself up is probably one of the things that has led me to doing certain things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are you, um? are you still signed or are you independent at this point? This EP is independent. I just signed with Warner for my next one. Ah, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I, I don't love being independent. I thought I did, but I don't think it's for me. It's too much work. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's too much work. It's like the work I don't like and not enough of the work I do like. So. Yeah, there's something to be said about being able to focus on the music while someone else focuses on, on the other stuff. Yeah. And I don't like becoming consumed with like trying to get on playlists and trying to get on. Yeah. Just as I think that's another reason why I was independent the entire pandemic. And like, if I'm doing like the marketing online and trying to like, I don't, all my focus is how good am I doing Mm -hmm. instead of my focus being on creating. And it's, it puts me in a bad, it's a lot. I'd rather not know. Cause I have a friend that's really into Spotify playlisting. And the first week this was released, he was like, all right, well, playlist, how many? And I was like, I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. Because <laughs> that's yeah. my happy place. I can't be comparing. <laughs> nice, nice. So um, is there anything else you wanted to like get into about the, the LP? EP, sorry. Jeez. EP, EP. Um, no, I feel like we covered. I mean, I feel like that's a good little cross-section of it. Okay. It's a little bit singer songwriter. It's kind of like a little bit um, like some songs that I wrote on the first album I released with Sony. Like there's a little bit of throwback. Like I sort of try to get back to my roots, but maybe just because I'm living back in the same city. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I hope people will will check it out if they haven't. And I think there's a little something for everyone. It's yeah, it's kind of acoustic and it's kind of pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a good uh, way to explain it. Um... So uh, if there's any advice that you would give to someone in the music industry who's trying to like make it as a singer, what would you say? I think the advice, um, I would say like be adaptable and don't get stuck to the industry changes so much. And, you know, even with people going to TikTok now, it's like, I always see the people that have long careers are the people that are adjusting and the people mm. that I see getting stuck are the ones that are like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to put my music on Spotify. 
you know, and then like just kind of where it's like if you you sort of have to love the business part of it and adapting. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's advice, but and then I think just not to take things personally and and just keep believe like I was releasing music for years before I thought everyone in in my lowest moments, I thought everyone had heard my music and just no one likes it. And then when I got signed to Sony, they were like, how come we've never heard your music? I was like, well, I don't know. It was out there. Like, and they were like, we've never heard of you. And I thought I was like overplaying. And so I think it's good to just remember to, you, there's no overplaying or overposting or just like, you have to be aggressive. You have to get your stuff out there and just believe that the right person needs to hear it. Like to, um, yeah, just stay, po it's mental gymnastics. Just stay positive, stay positive, stay positive. <laughs> you know what? That is, ah, uh, that like hit me. I, I, I love that because that is something that I've experienced more recently too. And I kind of was thinking I need to, I need to market myself to people in Toronto. I need to market myself to people in New York. I need to market myself internationally, et cetera because everyone in Halifax knows about my brand and they mm. just don't care. And then you just, you, you, you do something what it puts you in front of a bunch of people who are like, where have you been all this time? I never heard of you. And it's like, what, seriously? And then I realized yeah. there are still a lot of people who have no idea who Dwayne is, who Art Pays Me is. And others, yeah. my, my dumb ego that was saying everybody knew me. That's what it is. Like, and that, and the best thing that can happen to you is for someone not to know you. Like, yeah, you can always take that. At, like, if I, if I'm like, oh, my name is Rhea May, and so I was like, I've never heard of you. I could either say like, ouch, that hurt my feelings, or I could be like, oh my god, amazing. This is my mm -hmm. song, Close Off. A lot of people liked it. Do you like it? You know, right. Like, I feel like it's an It's always an opportunity when people don't know you yet. And yeah what did you just say i got really excited about something you just said about oh yeah everyone in halifax i was convinced that this manager that i wanted to work with in halifax didn't like me didn't want me to succeed like i had this it was crazy like i didn't i didn't tell anybody because it was so crazy and then when i got my record deal i asked her for advice because i didn't have a manager i just was like can i do i have to sign now should i get a lawyer mm. she didn't know my name she mispronounced <laughs> my name i was like and instead of being like, ouch, I was like, oh my God, Rhea, you think she hates you? Like, she didn't even know about you. <laughs> she doesn't hate you. She didn't know about you. And it was such like a, oh my God, like such a lesson to be like, yeah, it's so hard because you need that healthy ego, but it really gets in your way too. For sure. For <laughs> sure. I, I, yeah, all the, a lot of time I've been thinking someone, people have just been hating on me and it's like, yeah, they don't like me. They don't fuck with me. And then they just didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i think that's always what it is and if they do hate it, it's because they do the same thing but not as good like there's right. no there's no third group of people that are just like normal people <laughs> with no like talents that just hate you like, i feel yeah. like that's yeah that's so crazy so weird how we do that to ourselves <sighs> so ria how can people find you online how can they get the uh ep all of that good stuff so EP is like anywhere you would get music, Spotify, Apple, all that, YouTube. Um, I'm on Instagram a lot. Rhea is awake. Like I was sleeping a lot when I made that handle. And 
I'm new to TikTok. And I'm tr I'm posting a lot on TikTok. So if people are over there, follow me on TikTok. I don't have many followers yet. Are you dancing on there? Or are you singing? What are you doing? Not a lot of dancing. Uh, just doing yeah, a bit of singing, acoustic performances, and just like being stupid. I'm just trying to learn the platform because I didn't. I was not learning it this entire pandemic. Everyone else was on it, and I was like, ah, fuck that. But I actually really like it. Mm. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I'm in that uh, fuck that uh, stage, but then also like I could do some live painting. I could do something on there. I could, yeah. I could figure something out. I'm gonna send you something when we say goodbye. I'm gonna DM you something on Instagram that. Um, okay. I'll show you. You're gonna like it. It's about TikTok. I won't tell oh. everyone. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Before we go, are those Jordan 1s behind you? Are you like a, a sneaker guy? I'm a, I'm a new sneaker guy. Not I, I wouldn't say that I am now. Because I I'm taking my headphones off. I'm not a sneaker person at all, but my label gave me these when I released my first album. Cool. They're fucking cool. I think they're... I don't know if they're. I honestly, I'm embarrassed that I don't know what kind they are. I think they're. But ones. I think you're right. I don't know what the color. I'm sure there's some specific color name for that. <laughs> That's where I, uh, I'm outside of my my depth. But I just recently, I, I spent all this time not giving a shit about sneakers. But like in the last few months, I've been like actually kind of interested in, you know, how it applies yeah. to design and all that stuff. So yeah i just took these out because i had them in a box and then i opened the box and they made me so happy with all the memories of like my first big promo tour in toronto ah. and yeah they're beautiful i kind of I, I need to learn more about sneakers my the woman that really works with me at warner the her whole background is sneakers she's like a big sneakerhead ah. and she's a basketball player and she's like super cool so i feel like i need to learn more to impress her for when we have meetings Got you, got yeah. you, got you. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm Hooper too. Actually, I I, I play on Tuesday. Night. Do you know Finley from Universal Soul? I know who who he is. Yeah, that's my guy. We uh we oh. play ball on Tuesday nights. Cool. Uh, I won't join you guys until I get good. I need like a year <laughs> to get to get back, but then I'll win. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> you, are you a shooter? What's your position? um i was a guard for a long time like okay. a point guard and then i i was really late to grow but then i got really tall okay and um things kind of went downhill from there yeah but that um, happens. yeah i i'm not great at shooting actually and uh, right now i mm. don't think i i think i embarrassed my team in dubai we were playing against 10 year olds <laughs> and my band um was very embarrassed by me i'll say that Oh, I'm supposed to disconnect, <laughs> but like, okay, I got a quick story. So the last trip I went on before everything shut down, uh, I was playing ball and it was like, it was a bunch of kids and, and like dudes too. And so it was like a mixture of like little kids, teenagers and dudes. Yeah. And the, the like 20 year old cats were like going so hard and killing us. And then like I had some kids on my team and there were kids on the other team. And for, for some reason, there was this little kid on the other team that chose to guard me and he was scoring a lot of points. and I was going easy on him. And then I was like, fuck this. I'm not, I'm not letting this happen no more. So I, I, I went a little too, too hard and like 
ran this little kid over and <laughs> he's he rolling crying? around and he's like, ah, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, he ended up getting, yeah, he ended up having to go and uh, walk off the court and I felt like a total idiot, but uh <laughs> Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> anyway, Rhea, thank you very much for that. Uh, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. I'll let you know when the episode drops. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to our page. Thank you to Langy Beats for the theme music. You can find more of his music on YouTube. If you got anything out of this, please rate, review, or leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening you can find out more about Art Pays Me at artpaysme.com or you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. I'm at Art Pays Me on all of those platforms. With that, we're out. Peace.